Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy little fucks, you fucks, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little nasty little fucks. And we're back with Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. How's everyone doing? Hi. Hi. <laughs> How was yeah. How are you doing? I'm, you know, happy to be back here. Feels good to be back in a room together. Back in the saddle. Did you hate that? No, that was fine. Have you ever ridden a horse? Yes. I was talking to someone recently and they were like, don't go horseback riding. It'll really hurt your thighs. Yeah. But I like don't remember that as a kid. But I guess if you like do it for too long and then you walk all like Yeah, you walk bow legged or whatever. Which is like the cowboy walk. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, the one one time I went horseback riding as a kid. I went in when I was in high school, and I will say, yeah, my my inner thighs were sore, but I think that's partly because I was like clenching onto the horse, which I didn't is what fall you need off. to do. And then that like awoke a whole part of your body, and you were like, I guess I like it down there. No, that's not how that. Went. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I popped my cherry on a horse. <laughs> I went with my family, and um, the horse I had stopped, did not continue with the group, and had an itch on its belly, and found a high shrub, and just rocked back and forth <laughs> and i was stuck i couldn't do anything i was like you know 10 i'm like slamming my heels into the side of the horse trying to be like excuse me sir could we go somewhere but it must have felt like like flies landing on the side of yeah, the horse you know like, like i was so tiny and it was like no nah, i'm itching myself here i was riding my friend owned horses we were on his farm and they put me on a pregnant horse Ooh. so because they were like, well, you guys aren't going to be like running around or doing anything wild. And of course, like we're walking around this farm and a bunch of loose dogs come running. And so the pregnant horse immediately just takes off with me like on it. And I can't control it because I was not expecting it to go fast or anything. So I'm just bucking around. And I was like, I guess I'll let go. And I just fell off the back What? Of it because it was, I guess in its mind, it was protecting itself. And uh -huh. its baby by just getting away from the dogs. From the dogs, but the dogs were chasing it because it was running. So I was just like, "Well, here I go, girl." And then the horse later kicked me. That seems like an insane story. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, it was right after I graduated high school, so like eighteen. Jeez. Oh, I want to give a big shout out to Vivian Forevermore. Remember her? Yeah, I love from Vivian. San. For, from San. Fran. People SF. say SF. Or People the say band. SF they a don't lot. Like no Sam one Fran. says Sam Fran. Well, Vivian is in Amsterdam doing Ooh. like an artist residency, but she texted me the other day and she's like, I'm binge listening to the podcast because I like just got here and I am like, There's, like settling no in. To. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so for New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. New Year's Eve. I was officially, I wasn't going to go to the Boulez thing. I was going to go to this like weird hotel party and. 
in Hollywood and watch the fireworks from there. But then who I, did fireworks? Is everybody? Like every like you can just see them from the all w my neighbors hotel. did fireworks in their driveway. Oh, and probably shot some guns. You live in a very okay. And um, uh, oh, I was like, I got a VIP pass sure for did. me and my friends because I'm annoying and i was running around the globe theater like just trying to annoy as many people as i can and i went into alaska's dressing room and i don't really remember what happened but i was quite drunk and i think as i left i knocked over her like <laughs> the thing that holds her clothes like the clothing rack like i knocked the leg off of it so it started to go down and in my drunk br brain i was like well go with the joke and i just grabbed it and threw it on the ground and <laughs> ran out of her dressing room as she was opening a bottle of champagne and i was like i bet to her she has no clue what just happened to her. She was like, Meatball came in here and trashed. Yeah. Was trashed and trashed my room. Did she say that to you? No, I haven't talked uh, to her. Well, when you find out, let me know. I'll, I'll ask her. She'll be like, I hate Meatball. That's fine. Forever. Just add it to the list. Um, Let's bring on our guest. We have a very special guest um, who's been wanting to be on our podcast for so long. Um, Let me read some messages. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. You you have the screenshots, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> so why so I'm doing the podcast uh, why, Oh, you're why? very prepared, Meatball? <laughs> Wait, I started in like the middle of one. Well, since that's your I'm own fault. not doing the live podcast, when can I expect to be invited into the studio? Or are you guys not having bears on the podcast anymore? <laughs> and I said, "Todd." And he said, "No, it's fine. It's totally fine." <laughs> And then I have one here that says... To be fair, that's from the old person? podcast. True. Who is that? I have more Instagram followers than him. And I said, that's my friend. He's just here listening. Um, <laughs> these are all jokes. You know these that, right? are, Yeah, because sure. you're a comedian. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so which, means, which means Meatball took an Instagram story while we were recording. You saw it and you said... Who is that person that in the studio? Who's that? I have more Instagram followers than him. <laughs> and it was just like my friend visiting from Portland who has like three followers. Well, right, make some noise. Make some noise for comedian, actor, and everyone's new gay fat friend, Todd, Todd Masterson. Yay. Thanks so much for finally having me. <laughs> Yeah, it's not an obligation at all. No, I feel bad because your last podcast, I don't know, do you talk, do you dead name your podcast? Uh, we don't dead name it, we <laughs> vaguely reference we it. Talk we about say it the old show. It was different producers, right? Yeah, yeah. Meatball's because under a very strict gag I order. I not allowed to talk about <laughs> well, <laughs> But now we're at the Amazing Forever Dog production. Yeah, yeah. So we're allowed to do whatever we want. We can even bring, we can bring in people that no one knows. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Well, you've recently gotten very popular. Yeah, well, I want to talk about your new Instagram. This new Instagram account that started as like you trolling someone <laughs> and Month? now. Just months ago, right? Like October. Yeah, uh, I started it... Um, the very first post was October 7th, and then it kind of sat there for a while. And then the week of Thanksgiving, it exploded. And I got like 11,000 followers in like a month. That's amazing. Yeah. Pretty and exciting. it was, you're literally just like trolling muscle gays? Well, okay. It started as like light trolling. <laughs> yeah. Just like sure. diet. Just, like, and it was like that one guy. Sugar-free trolling. Specific sugar trolling. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Max Emerson? No. No, no. no. Uh, he's one of the problems. <laughs> he, no, the <laughs> oh, the guy with the butt from San Francisco. Brian something. Remember him? Mm -mm. Remember when we looked at all his butt oh, videos? He's also part of the problem. But <laughs> Wait, is that the guy that like sings or lip syncs? Yeah, he's 
yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, butt in the air. Yeah. And then there was that one where there was just like penguins behind him. Yeah. What? Well, he Why? was making nature videos. Yes, He's bringing yeah. attention to climate change. Well, of course he so is. So I guess I, guess I can't get He was like, watch the climate change in this ass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, okay. No, so. so I started with this one group of friends focused around this one guy whose name is Matt Dempsey. He's a therapist in West Hollywood. Um, yes, and there was that video of him like walking through the woods being like, you could do therapy. And you're yeah. like, why did you take off your shirt and run you in to <laughs> yeah. tell well, and he therapy? Has, he's a very specific type His of most therapy. famous video is the Pretty Privilege video on YouTube mm-hmm. where he talks about how privileged his life has been being pretty. Oh, and, right. And all the things he's gotten. And like how he has to live his life and deal with that. It's a whole bag of It's words. a hard struggle. I just choose not to talk about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I have seen him at parties and I've always seen him in West Hollywood and I've seen him online and stuff. And I'm like, he has not one single fat friend. But same with like all of his friends, like Kyle Krieger and Max Emerson and um, Tyler Oakley. None yeah. of them have fat friends. No. None of them. And so forever, I was well, it's always hard like, because you like can't get everyone in the car. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're like, there's room for like six thin people. Right. right? It's like, just harder to go out. Like I that. mean, the Airbnbs in Palm Springs don't just come with CPAPs. You know? yeah. So they have to. <laughs> Actually, find some room. of them do. <laughs> For sure. You just bring your own hose. Yeah. But they, they have the machine that lives there. Oh my god, that's kind of genius. It, um, is, it exists. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was like. Originally, what I wanted to do was try to photobomb them in public and just like pretend like I'm in their pictures. Yeah. But then um, I, I never like caught them taking pictures. So <laughs> then I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I just took my shirt off and started photoshopping myself into their pictures as their gay fat friend? And I did like seven pictures in a row uh, that I posted at the same time and um, just as a joke. And it, it kind of blew up on Facebook and Instagram with, on my personal page with my friends. And so a couple of friends were like, you have to start its own page. Like gay fat friend needs to be its own thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be one of those people that like starts a page for their dog. You know, like I was right. like, this seems, I don't know. I, I feel like reaching and grabbing at this, but I was like, okay. So I started gay fat friend and I even called like, I, it's called gay fat friend, but I told everyone it was called fat gay friend. Like I forgot what I even named it. <laughs> and so um, I started it the first week of October and then, it sat there and like all my friends followed it and stuff. So I had like four or 500 followers. And then, um, yeah. And then the week of Thanksgiving, Elliot Glazer from Broad City reposted it. And I got like a thousand followers in a day and it just blew up. Um, and uh, yeah. So then I've gotten a lot of like, m- like press media um, requests. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of them were like, you need to stop using Matt Dempsey's pictures, though, because it looks like you're going after him specifically. Ah! And I was like, oh, no, no. OK, yeah, no. So uh, I'll use celebrity photos then. And so I started using like all the the Gus Cantworthy's and the famous mm, yeah. Instagram yeah. thoughts. All still part of the problem. I, yeah. I, I literally stumbled upon that account recently. And Mine? didn't realize that it was you. And I think it was because <laughs> I think it was because. Uh, your beard color has changed. Oh yeah, it's very white now. And did you? Has it been like that for a while? And you dyed it? Because I'm, I I'm, dyed it for a while. Okay, because I'm beginning that journey, and yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Mine is like I've been in saying, a, just dye that one little spot in a gross, weird spot. I, I've noticed that spot. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm curious about your beard dying because yours is so even. It took forever to get this. Okay. When it first started uh, turning white, like on my jowls and then my sideburns and then like part of my chin. I hate that word, jowls. Yeah, it's gross. Um, uh, But so it started, it like was patchy. It looked like mold and I hated it for so long. So I started 
dyeing it. And then when I turned like 36, um, I was like, uh, dyed beards look so tragic. So what did you There's use to dye? never a natural color brown. Can we really no. talk about this? What did you use to dye? It? Just for just men. Just for men. And you How just took a little bit on it? No, no, no. It, you do the whole beard. Well, so it comes, you know, sep- it's like the the chemical. What are they called? Like not setting. Anyway, it comes to like uh, activator and the oh, color yeah, yeah. or whatever. You got to mix it. Yeah, it's you got to like mix it. Dye. But it's individual bottles, so you could do it every. You could just day. mix like a little. You bit. just mix a little bit enough enough for your beard. I was doing like sideburns and mustache. I think and I just want to get like a mascara mascara stick. Yeah, what's that called? Mascara wand. Okay, and then just like I think that would paint be better that. for you because your beard is so many Calico. colors. Yeah. Jellica. Wait, Jellica. <laughs> So, I'm gonna go see it again because I, I saw the first one that just came. Or I, I saw the first one. one. Yo, you don't know the first one came out and then the, the prefix in it was so bad that they sent out another one that had been fixed with better CGI yeah. and they didn't change certain things that like I still love. Like there's a part in it. Isn't where there this a part cat that has start- human hands? They, they all, all have do. human hands. Yeah. I don't know why everyone's fixated on that. I was like, they had human hands the whole goddamn time. Yeah. But the problem was that there was times where they were like, there was this one tap dancing cat and he like tap danced out on this railroad and stuff and he was in front of the River Thames <laughs> and the river was not moving. <laughs> like it was a static image background and the uh. boats weren't moving, the water wasn't moving and then it zoomed out and the they were on the bridge, and the water on the underside of the bridge was moving, but the water above the bridge wasn't. No, I didn't so, hear that. That's yeah. What do you? What do you? Oh, what, I loved it. But what is this a symptom of? Because remember when it used to be like people would be like, "Yeah, it takes like three or four years to make a." They movie. They wanted to get this movie. You out like and yeah. make a movie for a long time, but with a film that big. Well, it was supposed to be Wicked. Years ago, Wicked was announced to come out this. Christmas. Yeah, Wicked was supposed to come out, and it was Christmas. supposed to be Wicked. And then I think something happened, and they were like, "You know what? Everyone loves an Andrew Lloyd Webber play. It's a spectacle. There's like all these things, but that musical only works if you're in New York or like seeing it on a stage because it is yeah. two hours straight of singing, no words, no storyline either, no storyline. It's just supposed to be I know like nothing you're supposed this. to take your family to it, and it's yeah. supposed to be a big talent show. It's based on a book of poetry about cats." And so each cat is a poem, and each song is a poom. So, so Jennifer Hudson's storyline was she was a pretty cat, and everyone liked her. She got hit by a mailman. <laughs> she became an ugly cat, and now everyone hates her. But and why did they release she was the it cat. so bad? Like, wasn't the whole deal when the preview came out, everyone was like, everything looks crazy? Yeah. So then, then they, 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 they tried, tried to, to change it. it. But what they ended up doing was fixing the main characters, so everyone in the background still looked like a demon. Yeah. And yeah. there's like parts where there's like literal children's faces just Ugh. superimposed on Taylor Swift's face when I saw it. The CGI, they it couldn't match to where her face was. So she would move and then her face would kind of trail around <laughs> looking to find it. So they should have just like not done a CGI and put everyone in costumes and yeah, film like that. the that was real thing from the Zoo. Yeah. Cuz that was the whole thing about cats was the makeup. The like, makeup and everything. Everyone did their own makeup. So and, yeah. Cats invented drag. Is that what you're saying? Cats invented yeah. drag. <laughs> anyway, back you heard to it here. Gay fat friend. Ooh. Right. Because I I <laughs> We might take this out, but well, I've worked with Max Emerson before. And oh yeah, he's, oh, me too. Like, just like a nice. I heard he's dumb very nice. Guy. He's a sweet boy. He's, a yeah. su- he's very sweet. That's and what it rich. Is. And they're and all he's got sweet. a ton of money. And they're all. That's the thing is that they're all so nice. But then it's just kind of like where, why is it hard for them to understand that like maybe if like 
a church is burning down, a picture of you without a shirt on being like, I went there once, isn't the right response. Like, what in their, what is triggering in their brain? Well, I think it's that thing of like, this is what we're, like, I have this experience. You talked about this, about engagement being low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe even just for the past couple months, if you pose, if you post a photo with a more notable person that you're sort of trolling, does it get more attention or is it really them? about the content? I only tag them if they ask me. Like a couple of them have been like, can you please tag me? And I'm like, you have a million followers, calm down. But yes, I'll tag you. Sure. Um, so they like it. Oh, they all love it. Matt, like Matt Dempsey and his crew are the only ones that don't like it. But, <laughs> but you're else... like, and I got you, bitch, because that's why I started it. <laughs> everyone else loves it. Um, I guess and, like, because people ask me to use their pictures now. Because like you know, like people come to your Instagram for something. Like Meatball, everyone wants you to bring those uh, characters back that you do. Uh-huh. Yes, and they go like, oh, we would all watch uh, Chelsea and uh, the other one. Guinevere. <laughs> <laughs> And we talk about this all the time that I post regular photos of myself and no one cares. And mm-hmm. the only thing that people pay yeah. attention to is when you get naked. Yeah. So I feel like it's those people learning that same lesson where they go like, well, I want to say something about, you know, the uh, fires in Australia. So I'm going to post a picture and be and like, when it's hot, <laughs> when it's hot, I get into my Speedo. Can only imagine what the animals are doing. Like, yeah. and you're like, no, that's the oh, wrong yeah. Lincoln profile to donate. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They uh, they have all been talking about the algorithm lately. And oh, yeah. they're, well, they're like fine. saying it wrong. I feel like they're using like I feel like when we say algorithm, it's to promote stuff. So it's like we'll post a show flyer and Facebook doesn't show anyone because we use the word tonight or tickets or something. Yeah. But they say algorithm as in like uh if I'm wearing a shirt, no one sees it. And if I'm not wearing a shirt, everyone sees it. And I was like, I don't think that's how the algorithm that's works. That's not the algorithm. <laughs> that's not the algorithm, girl. Is that we're looking for skin. More likes versus less likes. <laughs> yeah. And then it bumps um, to the top of the feed. But they, I, I've heard them say uh, in podcasts and interviews and stuff that, like, you know, they know, like, they don't get any likes if they don't take their shirt off. So they. Well, then cultivate a personality. Okay. Maybe they ding, have one. Ding, 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 ding. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice, the combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice, and I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a 
uh, very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of make, pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. And I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Maybe everyone has one and they just they found themselves in a lane where that's the lane they're in. Well, that's upsetting to me because it's just like, I mean, and I understand that it takes a lot of work to look that good. You know what I mean? So I'm not discounting like they are working on their bodies and they're doing putting a lot of time and energy into it. But also like you could be like, I don't know, like Mateo or Matt. Mateo Lane, uh-huh. yeah. the comedian who's yeah. just like his he's name, super... Matt Teo. Is it Mateo? <laughs> I don't Mateo. know how to say Mateo. Yeah. He's hot, but he posts those shirtless photos. But he also has like a good personality and is funny and backs it up. And therefore, I'm like, post them, girl. Do I will you. say, yeah. I will say, when I meet a fat person who is not charming or funny, I go, oh no. Oh. <laughs> and then when I meet, <laughs> when... <laughs> when I meet a pretty, <laughs> like when. I meet a like a, a really muscular dude who like you can tell is like a go-go dancer works on his body and they go like oh yeah and I'm in law school I'm like whoa, whoa. and it's weird that we have those feelings yeah that we well, go like but it's also what image are you putting out to the world like what are you letting us see right that's the thing too um I want to stress is that I I've never thought these guys were dumb yeah I think that like a lot of people in the comments you know, from like Tennessee, will be like, uh, be like, oh, they're so dumb. Look at they're so dumb. They just go to the gym all day and they don't have lives. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, girl, calm down. I don't think that. Yeah. Um, I just think they need fat friends. Like, it's not hard to get a to more diverse body group, inclusive. You know. Right. Um, but one thing Why I do have you think learned: that they don't have uh, fat friends. Boyfriend uh, twin. Well, remember that? It's, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's because they don't let they don't let people in. Like they're all in these really tight. Um, you know, quote unquote, chosen family friend groups, and they don't have new friends except when, like, maybe a boyfriend comes in or a yeah. hookup or something. But when um, he gets passed around the group, yeah, exactly. And uh, but they all just hang out with each other. They don't have new friends, and that's a thing I've noticed doing this. It's like, oh, you only have like five friends that you're with every single day. 
Or they only post those friends because those are the friends that they know get likes helps their algorithm. When I see those big group photos of all like groups of them like camping or like we went to Palm Springs, but see, you're immediately no, 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 no. immediately right. This was definitely an orgy. Like this definitely turned into an orgy. But you're not only talking about this group of friends. No, I'm talking about the fucking bears as well. (laughs) Any group of people bears for sure. I was like, any group of people that all look the same and all hang out, I like, I all just right. feel like, where's the diversity? This conversation is starting to feel very jaded. Oh, uh, well, this is a call out podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm it calling is. people out. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> if you and your friends all look exactly the same, take a look inside. Speaking of looking different, and go see a therapist. You're six, seven, uh-huh. and your husband is five foot four. Yeah, he's teeny tiny. It's so, like that picture of the hamster. How? <laughs> Full on banana. Right. banana. Yeah. Does he use a step stool to fuck you? <laughs> um. Actually, spoiler alert. Um. We don't do a lot of anal. Oh, you're a side gay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. You uh, like to bump your hip bones together. We're not tops or bottoms. We're middles. Yeah. That's what we say. Oh. I yeah. Like that. That's like a that's like a whole thing, right? Well, because we kind of entered. We've been together for eight years, and uh, we are monogamous. Both monogamous. Um. Yeah, monogamous. I was like, wait, what is that? Yeah. Um, it's been so long. Like, like, what is that? I got to I gotta text my boyfriend. Yes, we're um, monogamous. But we both we both entered the relation as tops and uh oh, yeah. it's you that know makes it hard. everybody's like, Oh, you gotta work through the pain and I'm like, It's not a pain I wanna work through. Right. I have a lot yeah. of childhood trauma I'm working through. I don't need to work through butthole pains. So. Wait, childhood trauma of being connected good. to your butthole? No, <laughs> I was like, should no, I no, say no, no, it? No. That's no. why I paused. I'm sorry. Mental, mental, got uh, it. Mental childhood trauma, being bullied for being a fat kid. Um, but yeah. So uh, when no, did you both... get to the height that you are? Um, so I was my junior year of high school. I was six feet tall, and then Jesus. by the time I graduated, I was six seven. So I grew like seven inches in a but year. But even before that, you're getting bullied at six foot tall. Oh yeah, I have two older brothers, so they picked on me a lot. But oh. then I grew up in a farm town, so I was you know. Called the F word and fat. Well, both F words actually. Uh, it's called a fat <laughs> faggot. Fat, uh, yeah. fat All the time. Funky. All the time. And I got. Um, I was uh, the butt of jokes. I got tricked a lot. Like and you're one not time. a bottom. Uh, no. Mm. Um, got tricked. <laughs> Wait, tricked into what? Uh, like. You know, in movies when they they set up someone to come to a party and, uh, and then make fun of them, I was that kid. Like what? I got invited God. in seventh grade. I got invited to Becky Legrand's birthday party, Fuck and there was Becky. like Becky, you dumb bitch, <laughs> and they were Becky, like you white bitch. Well, maybe she didn't do the inviting. Oh. Maybe oh, it was just no. The she party. was the queen bee. Oh, she was. Okay. And uh, fuck you, Becky. It was literally one of those things where like, oh my god, I'm going to the popular party, <gasps> and then I. Time. I went to Walmart and I bought her an ID bracelet that I had her name engraved on. Oh. Uh, I mean. This was a gift. Uh, and I got there, and then um, it was like fine or whatever. And then they were like, let's play spin the bottle. And I was like, oh, I got really nervous and freaked out. And then we played spin the bottle, and they were like, oh my God, you got Todd. And then like they just made fun of me. And Ugh. then they did the, okay, go in the closet and do, do seven minutes in heaven with Todd. And then like a minute in, they opened the door and took pictures and were like, ah, look, oh my God, he's so stupid. Like all this stuff. Who are you kissing? I don't remember who it was. Not she Becky. didn't leave a wasn't lasting Becky. impression. It wasn't. You know, Becky. the first time I ever French kissed someone was in a game of spin the bottle, and I pretended Whoa. like it wasn't my. How first. old were you? 
Uh, you pretended like it wasn't your first what? French kiss. I was like, sure, yeah, let's kiss. Uh, and then I was like, his tongue's in oh, my mouth. His? Yeah, I was like 19. Oh, okay. What? Where? Yeah. What? In college. Who? So you didn't play Spin the Bottle as a child? Like in the in, in junior high? <laughs> no. Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean what? Wait. <laughs> Wait, no. What? Set you didn't, up. Wait. You didn't make out with anyone until you were 19? Correct. Wait, what? I didn't lose my virginity until I was 22. Well, I knew that, but I in thought Chicago? you were maybe... No, in college. Wait, you're from Chicago? Yeah. But where'd you go to college? Oh, in NYU. In New York. NYU? No. Wait, no he upstate. went to NYU. Upstate. Tish? Upstate. I went to Tish. Yeah. Oh my God, too many words. Um, you were upstate. Yeah. Where? Ithaca. Ith- oh, Ithaca. Yeah. yeah. Ithaca is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wait, so were Wait, you. <laughs> Did you know you were gay? <laughs> Wait. I need the full set. Okay, like, okay. Yeah. I'm totally not very simple. The bottle, was it all dudes? Was there some down. girls? No. Did they know you were gay? Yes. <laughs> so it was the summer after my freshman year. I was on campus being an orientation leader. So <laughs> students who were accepted would come to campus for like a weekend and there were like six or seven sessions of orientation and they chose like 20 students to be orientation leaders. A very diverse group of people ranging Uh from like sophomores to seniors, people who are like math majors and sports medicine and theater, you know, so there was something for everyone. Yeah. So we were at a party on campus with other students who were like there for the summer, whether they had summer jobs or summer school or summer orientation leaders. And the amount of kids who were there for the summer, that was like a fairly queer group of people. So we were playing Spin the Bottle. It was completely co-ed, but it was also like pretty sort of skewed queer, like the, you know, and like the, I would say like the straight guys and girls like I, everyone in the circle was sort of down to kiss whoever, uh-huh. but if it was someone who wanted to like you know play a little more, the kiss got like a little more aggressive. Wait, this was on campus. Was there drinking? Yeah, it was in like student housing. Oh, okay, where okay. like older people could live. Like so it wasn't the like gay straight alliance meeting in the rec hall. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. It was like a party on campus housing, and so we were so playing it was spin the bottle. Like a house party. It was like a house party. Yeah, and you were playing spin the bottle with a. Bevy of people, yeah, of different. I don't genders. understand. This is like not that <laughs> wild of a story. Because anytime that I played spin the bottle, it was not like it was either with a group of strictly just homos, like it, it was strictly all, dickly, strictly gays, or it was like guys and girls, and it was just kind of like a oh my god, we did that. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I think what happened was like the first person went. There were like there were like. How many other gays were there? Well, there was one couple. There were two boyfriends who were in the circle, and I had flirted with both of them them all summer. No, spinning as a team. But basically, (laughs) basically, it was like a lot of people who were sort of we like knew one another. Though the guy that I kissed, I had never met until that night. But it was just like the first person went, and the kiss was more than a peck. So they sort of set up. Oh, we're gonna like actually kiss a little bit. And then the next person went, and then it like landed on me, and I was just like, okay. And then we like French kissed, and it Were was you, my first French was kiss. He a gay? Yeah. Were you instantly hard? Uh, I would probably go yes. Yeah, I uh, especially when I was younger, like nineteen. If I made out with a boy, I would instantly. Oh yeah, yeah, hard as a rock. But you're like at a party, so it's you're like, uh, don't mind me. <laughs> I mean, welcome to your entire life from like twelve to eighteen. Like yeah. you're hard, <laughs> you're hard anywhere. the whole time. Well, just, I just turned thirty nine, so twelve to thirty nine. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, not to like Dr. Phil you, but I'm so interested why you didn't kiss anybody till you were 19. Oh, because I hated myself and I didn't think I was sexy. Oh, well, been there. Yeah. And now, now when you should be feeling that way. <laughs> <laughs> I texted Meepo like a photo of myself on all fours last night and said, I'm perfect. After he sent me some of the rudest messages. <laughs> were you wearing clothes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's not like a whole pic. It was have like guys, a model pic. Have you guys seen each other naked? No. no. Uh, I mean, butts, obviously. You've seen each other's butts, right? Uh, you've probably seen my I've butt. I've seen yours, yeah. Because i be parading Have you guys done around. shows together where you had to like share a dressing room? Yeah. yeah. But she's... I show up padded. Do yeah. you? Oh, true. She's layered down. Um, boots, mama. Boots, I don't, mama. honey. Why? I don't. I have this thing where I don't want to see my close friends' genitals ever. I want to see everyone's genitals. Yeah, I, I want to see all dicks. I love dicks so much, but my close friends, I just don't want to know. You don't want to see them. My or close you don't friends, want to I want to know more. Them. I want to know I, their behavior and why. Like my best friends, my close friends, uh, straight or gay, I don't want to see their genitals because I'm afraid it'll like pop into a fantasy in my brain, and then I'm like, oh great. Now I'm- oh, but you're stuck in that monogamous relationship. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean stuck. Oh, uh, you, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't feel stuck. No, I know. I just meant like for me, if it would turn into a fantasy, I'd be like, well, let me see if I can do something about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about you being in Hollywood. Okay. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about any of my work stuff. No, right. not yet. So you've been here for what? 13 years. 13 years. And you're originally from? St. Louis, Missouri. And you moved right from St. Louis. No, I lived in Brooklyn for three years before. Oh. Yeah. I uh, graduated college. I went to Southeast Missouri State University, home of Rush Limbaugh. Oof, and, uh, sick name. Yeah. And uh, moved, I got a, the- a BFA in theater performance and moved straight to New York City. Did you do singing? I did. What musicals were you in in college? Uh, we did Forum. We did Sound of Music. We did Fosse. We did... Uh, were you a Nazi in Sound of Music? I was Uncle Max. Um, Why'd you go straight to chorus, you know? Why wouldn't you let him have a role? <laughs> the Nazis have roles. Uh, I mean, there's not really a lead what? Nazi. The oh, teenager. Uh, what's, the, what's the boyfriend? Lisa's, yeah. Uh, Hansel. And Gretel? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you said, what's the boyfriend? Liesel. I'm trying to think. I think it's something like that. <laughs> no, Liesel's, Liesel's the daughter. Is, six, is 16 going on 17. Yeah. And Heinrich? I'm, oh, is it? Heineken. I can't. Yes, I'm Heineken. <laughs> How do you um, solve a problem like Maria? But I did a lot of plays too. But then when I moved to New York, I did off, uh, a lot of off Broadway stuff. And uh, and then I started. I did a couple of commercials in New York, and I was like, "I'm ready to move to LA and be on film." Yes. So then uh, I moved here. When you were acting, primarily, were you writing as well and doing stand up stuff, or you were no. mostly just like, "I'm an actor." When I was in New- yeah, when I was in New York, I was working like 17 day jobs and just doing. Uh, I was in an off Broadway show called The Donkey Show, mm-hmm. um, which was Midsummer Night's Dream set in a. A, like a gay 70s disco and uh it was interactive theater we yeah did it, at it the ran Flamingo. forever everyone yeah, talked it about for it a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then we did a spinoff called the karaoke show which was uh comedy of errors in a karaoke club and i was in that for a long time but it was only on the weekends and it only paid a hundred dollars a show and it right. was you know uh free drinks but um oh, that's my favorite so but i kind of <laughs> got like stuck in that rut and uh had wanted to do stand-up and wanted to write um but it was just too like daunting and intimidating i think i did like one open mic at uh, Gotham Comedy Club. Okay. Where you had to bring 72 people and buy 15 drinks. Yep. I'm like, oh. The rules to doing stand-up was so wild. You're like literally just going Instagram Live. 
Yeah. Like, figure it out. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Wait, do they have drag bringer shows where you have to, like, bring, sell, like, guaranteed tickets? Well, uh, Faultline tried to do that, and now no one goes to Faultline. So. Well, yeah. In yeah, I mean, and I would say, I mean, stand up, it's hard to get paid to do it. Yeah, but with yeah. drag, also there are shows that are like it's a tip spot. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of that. I learned about tip like, spots this year. Oh yeah. yeah, no, that's how like I started. Yeah. I worked for free for like two years. Yeah, but let's do the math on that. You probably did like eight shows, and then you started getting paid. No. I was doing exposure drag every single Monday night for like a year. Well, really? You were doing a lot of yeah. free drag too when you did like shows at the Improv and mm-hmm. stuff, right? I did all those for free too, just to be able to say that I did them. Yeah, hard. That's yards. why now I don't take no bullshit. Yeah, I put up with so much crap, right? Well, you probably did too, and oh stand God. up still here, do. especially. But here. I, still I love do. that you go. I've put up with so much crap. It's like how long have you been doing drag? You're like three years, four years now, four years. <laughs> still, Listen, I put in my time. That's, uh, that's high school. Four years yeah. is high school. Yeah. Um, what I'm sort of baby? So was like Gothy Kindle did like two weeks. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> what sort of uh, bullshit have you put up with uh, as a stand-up uh, comedian? Well, you wrote on. <laughs> with, <laughs> you dealt with. Crazy ass. I say we, we are no longer friends. Really? Uh, so no, oh. we, we don't talk to her. Um. No one does. I mean, <laughs> it's it's the you sure won't after this comes out. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to him now. It's no, it's just he tried it with he, me. He owes me money, and I asked him about it, and then he just blocked me. Um, it's fine. You know, tale is old this time. Sure. Um, but no. So, uh, my first writing job was I, so I'd been doing stand up for five years, and then, um, I did a show with um Joan Rivers, head writer. And uh, I just asked him, I was like, can I write for Joan Rivers? And he was like, uh, sure, yeah, email me. You're really funny. And I was like, oh, oh, really? And then uh, I emailed him and he sent me like a test packet of Fashion Police that I had to write for free. Uh, <laughs> wrote a whole show. But, you know, it's like, right? it's an audition. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Joan liked it and used some of my jokes and then hired me right after that. And so I worked for Joan. I wrote for Joan for like two years. Um, and then we went on strike with the right. Writers Guild. And that didn't really work out because Joan died. Uh, <laughs> but while we were on strike, I got a job on RuPaul's Drag Race and was a challenge producer and wrote the challenges on season seven. Right. But so you now, don't get a writer's credit. For right. That. No, that's because it's reality producer. TV. Right. I was a producer on RuPaul's And you Drag just did season seven or did you do just more? Just season seven, yeah. Uh, so you wrote that amazing Shakespeare show. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone goes to. It's always, of yeah. course. Yeah. That um, had so much potential to be awesome, but none of the queens got it. None of them got the, any Our, of the jokes. Our season, so season seven was one of the first big crossover seasons where it was getting super mainstream, right. and like super online fandom and Reddit and stuff. And like the producers were really obsessed with Reddit and what people were saying on Reddit and stuff like that. And Logo got into it really hard and um, they just wanted more acting challenges. And so they they cast a lot of non-acting queens, like non-speaking queens, like queens that shouldn't even speak. Um, and uh, they <laughs> he wanted them all to do... Well, and they're still doing that today. <laughs> they wanted them all to do acting challenges, and it just didn't work. But that's one of the reasons why um, we didn't get our jobs back, is because Reddit tore season seven apart, even though we gave you icons. You know? Oh, I mean, this season is dripping with all <laughs> yeah. of the... Ba- I mean, I feel like a retroactive Emmy should be given to the casting for season seven. It was <laughs> truly. Such a shit show. <laughs> There's so many... I mean, like, there literally, 
name a queen on there who you just go like, eh, what, Candy Ho? She's the only one that you're like, eh. Yeah. Literally everyone else, even in their own, like you go Mrs. Kasha Davis, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's doing she's something. Doing yep. Um, what are, is that Jasmine? Uh, Jasmine, Jasmine, Trixie, Trixie Fame, Katia, Katia Pearl. Pearl. Uh, All the whites, girl. Violet, Jaden Dior Fierce. <laughs> Jaden Dior Fierce. You uh, were in her music Kennedy video. Davenport. I love Jaden Dior Fierce. The Kennedy. Kennedy. I mean, iconic season. Like that every is an person. iconic season. But, but just like anything that is like a cult phenomenon in its moment, everyone's it, like, what no, is that? Watching. It was, but yeah. it's such a fast turnaround because that was only, what, four or five years ago at this point? Maybe Thir- five? Two, two, I think we shot it in the summer of 13 and it came out spring of 14. Okay, so. I think. Or maybe one year. Yeah. Six. Um. And uh, yeah, my one of my favorite stories uh, of like being on set there was how many uh, people were like, "Yeah, my cell phone just got shut off right before I came, so I'm so glad I booked this so I can pay my bills when I get mm-hmm. home." Like every queen was like, "Yeah, I had no money before I came here." Um, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> and now they're all rich. Yes, um, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back. For my favorite segment, food break. Food break. Food break. You know what I mean? <laughs> and today, I got oh, a, you did it. Ooh, some coconut dreams. I think I talked about it on a previous podcast. You did. But you said, "What is that Nabisco snack with the little elves on it?" Oh, Keebler. It's Keebler, <laughs> where they do all the Girl Scout cookies, but generic. That that's the direct. So quote. these are the Girl Scout cookies. I think they're the Samoas. Yes. Yeah. But they're like the knockoffs, and I want to see if they actually taste like those. These oh, I'm are excited. so good. I oh god, I love a cookie. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, tastes exactly the same. Yep. <laughs> You like eating? Oh, love eating. <laughs> this What's body, your favorite this, food? Body didn't build itself. Um, God, if I had to just pick one, I would say sugar. <laughs> I think my sweet tooth is stronger than anything. Um, like gummy is my like anything oh. gummy. Oh, sweet, sour. I could eat gummy twenty four hours a day. But then I also really love fancy chocolate, like Cadbury and stuff. Do you feel addicted to sugar? One hundred percent. Yeah, me too. No. Although I will say. Like whenever I kick sugar for like a couple weeks to try to lose weight or something, I go through like hardcore withdrawals. Like I get headaches. I can feel it in my blood. But I then, have to have like sugar around three o'clock in the afternoon or else uh, it's over for me. Yeah, it's over. I think most of my sugar intake is probably like liquid. That's the one place Cummies? I don't drink. <laughs> I don't. I like. I don't drink sugar. I'll drink a Coke in the afternoon if I'm feeling like a sweet tooth, but like most of the time, nah. Luckily, artificial sweeteners work for me. So, like, oh, in my coffee, I have Splenda. I only drink Coke Zero, Diet Coke. Wait, why ton, do you but... say luckily? I never understood what artificial sweetener. Like, why not just have the sugar? Well, because there's no calories in Splenda. Oh, it's a calorie thing. Yeah, yeah. it's That's not a... bad for you. Well, it they say it's, they say it's chemicals, but I mean, it I is. Feel like but like, I feel like we're taking no. I mean, the calories every day, all day. Oh, you're not supposed to drink your calories because it's the same as like eating an ice cream sundae. Like you're just loading calories into your system if you drink them got it yeah i think a can of soda there's no sugar in that is there yeah it's got lemonade in it i think if you like (laughs) a can of soda is like half like literally filled halfway up with sugar yes like it's let's get soda yeah (laughs) i mean i love soda 
right. Okay, I will actually vote that these do not taste as good as the Samoas. I think they have the exact same ingredients, but I think the chocolate is sub. There's something different. There's something different, but it is a good knockoff. It's a good, like, Santa Alley dupe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Full yeah. of glue and rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> like, that poor girl who like, glued her mouth shut. Yeah, oh my we God. Did you That's see so that crazy. documentary? Yeah, it was so good. All right, move on to the next segment. <laughs> Meatballs is- barreling. Fuck, Fuck Tom! <laughs> Fuck Tom! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is okay. so you so we've been collecting voicemails mm-hmm. and Meatball has a and couple this morning I actually like listened to fifty of them. Yes, she does have and so I I picked four top ones and they each have a keyword. So we're gonna select one or two. You have a sex story you wanna tell? I have a conversation which relates to something Todd said earlier that I want to have. I have so a sex I think, story. I think we should play a voicemail, hear a sex story, and then end on a conversation. Okay. So these are the four stories. One is pee pee. One is blood, one is swords, and one is dentures. I vote swords. I was going to say dentures, but swords was my second. Swords, okay. Hey, you guys. Huge fan of this show. So anyway, I'm going to talk fast because this is kind of crazy. So this was about 10 years ago. I'm 29 now, so the 18, 19, young and dumb, full of cum, or trying to be. And this was back <laughs> in the days of Craigslist. I love this And I used it frequently. So anyway, I find this guy on there, super attractive, super hot, almost looks fake. Because uh, I'm like a big dude, chub chub. Uh, but he was into it. <laughs> chub chub, so chub chub. So anyway, we emailed back and forth for a bunch, and I finally end up going to his hotel. I get to his hotel, walk in the door, and see a pretty sizable like hunting knife sitting <laughs> on the nightstand. No man, <laughs> terrified instantly. So terrified. What did I do? I stay. So I walk in and he's talking. And he's That's fine. the game. Yep. We'll stay. Like, what did I do? I so stayed. I stand to the bed and he starts to blow me. Everything's fine. Everything's nice and fine and good. And then he reaches up with one hand and puts his hand on the knife. Like, just <sighs> grab it off the nightstand, puts his hand on it while he's blowing me. I'm like, this is crazy. I need to go. He's about to take this and stab me in the gut. I need to go. But what did I do? Stay. <laughs> so he continues to blow me and we flip around and he sits in the chair and I blow him for a while. And so he's kind of like, do you want to get in the bed? And I was like, sure, yeah, let's get in the bed. Um, so he gets up and he pulls back the covers on the bed. And I shit you not, there's like this huge fucking Japanese katana. <laughs> no! The covers of the hotel bed. What did I do? I stayed. <laughs> so he gets behind me and he starts fucking me and everything's nice. He has a great dick. He seems to be super into me, touching my body. He doesn't seem to care that I'm a, a big boy. Chub, chub. Everything's all fine and good. Well, then he takes the sword and picks it up and like places it right in front of me. And I'm like, I'm about to shit on this guy. I'm so nervous. I'm so <sighs> terrified. I'm about to literally shit all the dick. I'm so afraid. But anyway, nothing happened. <laughs> so, I like, Grabbed my shit and ran out of the door as fast as possible and sat in my car for about 10 minutes, literally reflecting on the fact of why didn't I fucking leave? I could have ended my life trying to get some dick. So it was crazy, but a story for the ages. Anyway, I love the podcast. I love you both. Please keep doing what you're doing. The content is incredible. Content. Hi. Remember content? Content. C-c-c-content. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't that insane? But why? I, when I was you listening have a to it, I have a theory. Okay. I think he, the guy was trying to, to like have protection in the in and about the room for himself. Okay. You, oh, oh, he so, was like, just in case you're, you're crazy. Yeah, just in case like, this equally... crazy person comes over, I have a knife and I have a sword. But why? 
Why, why didn't you, you ask? ask? Yeah. Hey, babe, what's up with that sword? Why is there a giant sword under the conversation? Sheet? Is key. I it's just not think it hard. was like it's like a blade fetish. Yeah. He just like likes the knife around because it helps him stay hard or something. I mean, that's a lot of different kinds of not to reveal a katana <laughs> yeah. sword in the bed. I would have been like, <laughs> gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I would have grabbed the one from the nightstand and said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to back out of the room. I'm going to leave you this knife, but I'm just going to walk this to the door <laughs> with me and myself. That's terrifying. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I raise guess. your hand if you've stayed. Oh, we've all yeah. stayed. You're gay. That should be a T-shirt. What did I do? I, I stayed. stayed. <laughs> that needs to be a shirt. That's your new merch line. That uh, was the best phone call we've ever. Yeah, that yeah. was really good. That, there's some really good ones. That now. was really great. Um, People have picked it up. Incredible. I. Uh, you have one. Well, I I have two sex stories. Yeah. Yay! One is kind of about what we just listened to. Uh, one time I met a guy on Craigslist back in the day before like. We all just had flip phones. Like, it was nothing. Love um, Craigslist. No smartphones, but uh, Craigslist. And in New York, Craigslist was, like, popping, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, I went to this guy's apartment in Midtown, and he clearly had money. And uh, he... So we're, like, making out and hooking up and stuff. And he didn't tell me until I was in the room, but he was like, I'm into this thing called mannequin play. Do you mind if I pose you, and then you freeze, and then I talk to you like you're a mannequin? And Gag. I was like, Nope. Gotta go. Gotta leave oh right now. Oh my god! And it's Psycho. not even like no no kink shame. I'm not kink shaming him. It's just like I I'm you, not. You were like that. I don't like standing still. That's not my thing. Yeah, I uh, I want to come in. I want to come real fast, and then I want to leave. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I want to do. That's Are my... you like you're not a conversation person when you? I mean, I love dirty talk like while we're yeah. in it. So, uh, but I don't need to know like what your mom had for lunch loves this weekend. To go and just chit chat <laughs> have a folk he's fine with like there being if a two I like to three them, hour process I've like, set up I've them. reset someone's router for them you know cause they're they're, <laughs> they're older they're pretty, old. Saying, yeah, they're pretty they're, old they're pretty up there they go ah, how do you reset the password um <laughs> so what did you say you were like listen standing still is not for me like how did you I just, said, you... No. I just oh, you I was just like no. no thanks I'm not really into that and he was like oh well that's the only way I can get off so I was like okay well I, I guess that's I'm gonna go that's the only way <laughs> Oh my god! Wait, uh, what's your other story? At the dawn of Grinder in what two thousand eight, maybe before mm-hmm. they can publish a porno featuring all of your photos. <laughs> uh, I, this was on an iPhone three GS, which I think is the second iPhone, right? Uh-huh. Um, which just for joined Grinder. Yeah, <laughs> just joined Grinder, and uh, I grew up in a tiny farm town in Missouri, like a really small town, six thousand people. And I went home for Christmas break. Um, and I was like, I'm just gonna flip on Grinder in my tiny town of six thousand people at the dawn of smartphones and see if if there's anyone close. And I figured it'd be like fifty two miles away. Back when they're like their their distance measurement was like accurate. Do you yeah. remember that when it first started? It was like this person I've is ten really feet away from you. Grindr. Mine was like zero feet away and I was my downstairs neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> like their their distance used to be tight. Um but I turned it on and there was someone, a very beautiful, like ripped torso in my hometown. And I was like, what? And so, of course, I like started chatting with him. And um, and I was like, can I get a face pic after we chatted for a long time? And he was like, no, small town. I can't leave a trail, blah, blah, blah. You understand. And I was can't like, yeah, I get it. Uh, no, I get it. You know, I grew up here. It's very homophobic. It's terrifying. So um, eventually we agreed to meet up. And then he was like. Yeah, just come over to my place around midnight. That's when the wife goes to sleep. And I was like, uh. uh. But then I was like, you know what? I'm young and 
this guy's life isn't my life. Like I'm not the, you know, I'm right. not cheating on my wife. He is. And I was like, this will be like a fun, porny story to like tell my friends. And he was really hot. So I was like, I'm going to do it. Uh, so what did I do? I stayed. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so I went, I went over and he gives me his address and I pull into the subdivision and it's my parents' best friends subdivision. Like right across the street uh, is my parents' best friends whose house I've been to a million times. And I was like, oh fuck, they're totally going to recognize my mom's car because yeah. I'm driving my mom's oh, car. Oh my God. And they're like, why is Susie's car parked across the street? Um, but it was late. So they were probably in bed. So I park and I see him on his front porch. He's backlit. So it's just a silhouette. Oh my God. And he's wearing a bathrobe and he's smoking a cigarette. And then he just... Like the ghost of Christmas future, like points his arm to the garage and I see that the garage door is open, maybe a foot, foot and a half, two feet. And you got to get down on the ground and crawl underneath it. Oh, I got to crawl into that garage. I was, and what did I do? I (laughs) I crawled. (laughs) I crawled into the garage. So he flicks the cigarette and walks in the house and then I walk over to the garage. It's no lights on. I crawl under the garage door. Meanwhile, I did text my best friend and be like, I'm at this address. Right? Yeah. The, I, you know, this the is The international I smoke signal. Yeah. I was like, I didn't, I didn't go in super secretly. Like, I was like, I have to leave a trail in case I die. So you rolled into the garage and it was covered in plastic. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for a murder. So he's standing there between two cars in his bathrobe. And, you know, he opens his bathrobe and he's not wearing underwear or pants or anything. And I get up and it's dark in there. So I still can't really see. And so. I start to blow him and he instantly comes. Like, sure. I mean, like his dick is in my mouth for maybe three seconds. Damn. You know? And, um, but Lucky. My, you love when it's over <laughs> fast, yep. but my eyes adjusted and it was my high school band teacher. Stop it. Todd. <laughs> it was my high school band teacher. And I instantly recognized him and I was like, goop. And, uh, <laughs> He, I could goop, tell. Goop, goop. Yeah, you were full of I could, goop. I could tell that he didn't care about me coming at all, and I was like, "I'm out of here." So I uh, rolled out. I was just like, uh, "You know, have a good night." Thanks. Tuck and roll. Uh, yeah, under the and garage. crawled back under the garage door and got my mom's car and drove home. When they fuck around like that, that's when you go like, "Okay," and you walk over and you hit the button. You're like, "Bitch, I'm <laughs> walking out of here." You oh came my in God, three that seconds. Been so fuck good. you. That would have been so good. Wait, um, so he must have recognize you or like you didn't have a beard in high school and then you did have a beard so um did you guys talk a couple days a couple days went by and right i was about to fly back and um i messaged him and i was like so it was really fun you know (laughs) meeting you and it was really great like next time i'm in town blah 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 and then i was like by the way do do you do you know who i am like did you recognize me because we never exchanged like last names right um and he clearly faked and named me um and uh he was like, yeah, I thought that was you. And I was like, okay, great. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh my flew God. Back. But the real tea is Mama. a few years later, I see on Facebook that he had this massive stroke <sighs> and he is in this vegetative state called like frozen something. Like he's awake. Oh. His eye, he's awake and he can't talk or anything, but like he's, it's almost like a waking coma. Like he can't, uh, he can't move or anything. He's in this like special chair. His wife did this like GoFundMe to raise all this money and stuff. But the Please rumor tell me is, you donated. Oh God, no. Oh, the rumor God. is that his that it happened when he was hook, like cheating on his wife, hooking up with a guy in a hotel room. Oh, and I I have this theory, and I always wanted to like write a pilot about it. But I want to. I, I have this theory that she 
found like when she found out that he was having sex with men, she just like leaned down and whispered in his ear, like, you're frozen like this forever. Like he's in this like weird coma instead of like pulling the plug, I think, because like she's just like, uh, punishing This is him. your punishment. Yeah. So. Well, that took a turn. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is an epic story. Uh, another thing I have. I have a question. I have a question. Have you guys, has anyone you've had sex with died? Ooh, I don't think so. Not yet. It's weird. Soon. Because I used to be be into older guys. Like, I used to be in, like, old guys. Yeah. In college. Like, I wanted just, like, a 60-year-old dad to, like, punish me. And I, I, uh, the very first adult man, or, like, old man I had sex with, um, he, uh, he died of a heart attack, like, five years later. And it was the weirdest thing ever. It's so so weird. weird. Like, knowing someone you've been with is dead. Yeah, I'm well, sure that my list. I'm great. sure that yeah, my there's list. There's definitely a couple of yours that are dead. I have uh, some funerals I need to be attending. <laughs> I'm almost positive of that. Did you donate to your <laughs> tricks? Go fund me for his frozen vegetative state. No, I'm kidding. No. Um. God, that has some twists and turns. That yeah. story. I still can't believe I did it. Like I'm very sexually adventurous, but like that, I kept going, and I was like, "Sure, I'll crawl under a garage door." Yeah, at twelve thirty at night in the winter of Missouri, Jeez. I fucked a guy in his garage, and he turned out to be a what do you call it when you um paint uh makeup on dead people so they look alive? At the funeral? That's the one. Jesus, was his house where he did it? Well, it was the funeral home. Oh, because, but we fucked in the garage, and I didn't realize until I went to the front oh. of the house on the second visit. But he was never like, uh, I want to show you something and like took you down to like the freezer. No, no, okay. no, no, no. It wasn't that serious. <laughs> well, we've made it to the end of the show. Oh, my God, you guys. Where can people find you on social media? Well, at Gay Fat Friend on Instagram. Oh, right. Of course. Uh, and can then, people submit photos? You can all the time. A yeah. lot of people do. It's really funny because a lot of people are like, uh, please use my pictures or please use my best friend's pictures. I really want to roast him. And I'm like, roast him? Yeah. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> Um, but yeah, Gay Fat Friend is really great. And then, you know, my Twitter and regular Instagram is just at Todd Masterson. That's really fun. Well, Meatball, where can we find you? You can find me at Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter or Spiciest Meatball on Instagram. And hey. I'm at Big Dipper Jelly on all the things. And thank you for listening to Sloppy Seconds. Uh, what's the phone number again? The phone number is 213-536-9180. And you can call in with your sex stories, but they got to be as good as... That one was a good <laughs> sex story. Oh, what was yeah. their name? I don't... I Thank you. I liked that Southern accent on the Chub Chub. That was a yeah. really nice touch. Yeah. And seriously, Chub-chub. what did I do? I, I stayed. stayed. Um, thanks, Todd, for being Thank here. Thank you guys so much for having Bye. me. So Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Forever Dog. Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is a Forever Dog podcast. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our logo art was drawn by Christian Cimarron. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. Forever. Forever.